Welcome back, everybody. Brand new episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Martinez, on a Thursday, June 27th, 2019. And already, we have passed the halfway point of the 2019 year. It's unbelievable. It felt like just a few weeks ago, it was February, and then about an hour and a half went by, and it was May, and then a half an hour went by, and now we're in June. Next week is the 4th of July. Unbelievable. And I've known the 4th of July was going to be on a Thursday for months now, because we had the Thanksgiving uh, spectacular, you know, way back when in November. And so I was thinking, when is the next holiday that falls on a Thursday so I could potentially give myself a day off, an excuse to not do the show. So I looked at the calendar and I fast forwarded, I looked forward years and years in advance and the only one that I could find was this year, 2019's Independence Day. It just so happens to fall exactly one week from today. Um, So I've known about the 4th of July being on Thursday for a while. I did not expect it to come this quickly. It's unbelievable how, how quickly time has passed. And we're already headed into the second half of the, the year. I almost said season. But we're already heading into the second half of the year. It's, uh, it's unbelievable, quite frankly, how quickly things have moved. And uh, speaking of how quickly the past year has moved, our one-year anniversary is coming up in a very short amount of time. I mean, February was like two and a half hours ago. So August 30th, which was the inaugural episode of the Crowd Noise podcast, uh, that falls on a Friday this year. Um, is only we're only two months away from that. So I mean, we got some we got some stuff to look forward to in the very uh, near future. Next week, Fourth uh, of July. A few weeks after that, we have the one year anniversary of the Crowd Noise podcast. So we have plenty of things to look forward to um, here at our the Crowd Noise studios, I guess you could say. But in the meantime. What's happening right now, we got a great show. I mean, we have so much stuff that's gone on. It, 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 this is one of the most fantastic times that I've had uh, doing the Crowd Noise podcast. These last like three and a half weeks or so, there's just been NBA news nonstop. One bombshell after another. Rumors, rumors that actually materialize into things that really happen. They're not just speculation. There is a speculation, which is fun to talk about, but sometimes it could just be annoying because a lot of these things are non-stories. And we're going to talk about some of those non-stories today because there's a lot of free agency rumors. Uh, NBA free agency opens in, what is today? The 27th. Opens in three days. So this Sunday, June 30th, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, NBA free agency officially opens. Teams can actually start meeting with players. They can sign players at 6:01 p.m. Eastern, if they already have, if if they're, you know, both sides have reached an agreement that quickly, uh, they are more than welcome to do that. So uh, there's a lot of rumors already swirling around. This guy's going here. This guy's granting a meeting. This guy's doing this, that, the other. This is a list of teams. We're gonna talk about what's real, what rumors actually hold some weight, and what rumors are absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason why anyone should believe them, and yet people still do. So we're going to break down which rumors are ridiculous and which ones have are, you know, are concrete you should really pay attention to and probably are going to come true. Uh, but first, breaking news this morning. Um, and I don't even know if it classifies in the breaking news tier, but it did co- just come out this morning. Had to kind of juggle the show a little bit, uh, you know, the order of which I'm going to kind of do things. Had to scrap a few things that I felt were not as important 
and I, we could do without to make room for this story. And it's kind of a developing story more than it is necessarily breaking news. But it is a, it is a development, a new development in a story that's been going on for about a week now. Anthony Davis has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. That is not breaking news. What is breaking news is that Anthony Davis has decided to waive his trade kicker, costing uh, him $4 million, but granting the Los Angeles Lakers a max slot in free agency. They were also able to move this morning Jamario James, Mo Wagner. Uh, we hardly knew you, but I mean, you got to get on your way to Washington. And Isaac Bonga, who all three will now play for the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal. So the Lakers end up making that trade with the Wizards. It's not the one that we all expected them to make. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought they were, if they struck out on Anthony Davis, they're probably, probably bringing in Bradley Beal. That is not the case. It's actually the opposite. They bring in Anthony Davis, uh, Bradley Beal. We hardly knew you. So the Lakers now only have three players on the roster. And I've been telling people they've only had three players on the roster because they were going to move these guys no matter what. Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, Isaac Bonga, they were, there was no way they were starting this season on the roster any, in any shape, form, or fashion. I mean, they, they were gone. So I've, only, I've been telling people there's only three people on the roster, which you cannot run an NBA franchise with only three players on the roster. However, they do now have that max slot now they can do one of two actually they can do two of two things this was the dilemma that the lakers were facing last week in bringing in anthony davis you can a bring in that third superstar free agent right alongside anthony davis and lebron james but you're going to be really stifled with your depth or b you can build your depth and just hope that anthony davis and lebron james is enough to win you win you the title this year and potentially go up against the warriors next year or the Nets next year if they were to sign Kevin Durant or the Clipper, whatever the case may be, would you rather build your depth or create a more top-heavy death lineup for your starting five? That was the, the dilemma they faced last week. How quickly things have changed over the course of seven days. They can now do both, okay, and here's how. Obviously, if you sign a max player to a max deal, you have no more money left and you have to bring in guys off the vet, vet minimum. I mean, guys that are coming off the street who just want to play with LeBron James and collect that free NBA championship ring. But the way the free agent market has shaped out is actually a blessing in disguise for the Los Angeles Lakers. No one wants to play in LA as far as free agents. That has not changed since before the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis, and it has not changed since after Anthony Davis was acquired by the Los Angeles Lakers. No one wants to play in L.A. For whatever reason, I don't know, but no one wants to go to play in Staples Center. That is a good thing because now the Lakers obviously need a point guard. I mean, they need a lot of players. They, don't have, they only have three players on the roster, but if you're thinking about how they're going to construct their lineup with depth and role guys, they're going to end up, need, uh, they're going to end up needing a point guard at some point anyway. Uh, they shipped out Lonzo Ball. Uh, you're hearing things. They were in the market for Kyrie. They were in the market for Kemba Walker. Uh, and then it's come all the way down to D'Angelo Russell. And that actually works in the Lakers' favor. And here's why. Uh, the Nets are the favorites to sign Kyrie Irving. And are also the favorites to sign Kevin Durant. We will talk about that later in our uh, Factor Fraud segment or whatever we're going to do later. 
Um, we'll get more into more in depth than that later. The Celtics, it seems like it's all but a guarantee they will sign Kemba Walker as they need a point guard now with Kyrie Irving leaving. We'll get into that uh, in a little bit later in the show. So that does not leave many options at the point guard position for the Los Angeles Lakers, which is a good thing. They have now come all the way down to D'Angelo Russell, and there's now a report the Lakers have, quote, serious interest in D'Angelo Russell. He is now their top target in free agency. Uh, I could have sworn about two weeks ago Kemba Walker was their top target in free agency, and now D'Angelo Russell is their top target. So, I mean, they, they kind of got, um, you know, they've, they've had to come down, down their list and have to settle for D'Angelo Russell, kind of like how Frank Vogel was their top choice for the head coaching position. They have to make best with what they got. But here's where it becomes a blessing in disguise. D'Angelo Russell is not a max player. He's only 23, 24 years old. He's extremely young, relatively unproven. He's coming off of an all-star year. He had a good season. I'm not taking anything away from him uh, this past season. But that's one year. And he's a very young, still roughly immature player. There was the whole marijuana in the Arizona tea can incident. People kind of have already forgotten about that. He's not this stoic Tim Duncan mature franchise cornerstone. Nothing has really changed from D'Angelo Russell uh, playing with the Lakers uh, to D'Angelo Russell playing with the Nets now. They really Nothing has really changed other than he's become a better basketball player. D'Angelo Russell, the person, which is why he was traded by Magic Johnson, has not really evolved very much. His, his hair is longer now than it was when he was at the Lakers. But as far as him as a human being, not much has changed. He is not a max player. He is a very good player. As I said, he was an all-star this, this past year. This past season, he was an all-star with the Brooklyn Nets. That is good for the Lakers because you do need a good point guard. Rajon Rondo is a good player, but not who you're really hanging your hat on. So you can sign D'Angelo Russell to a good uh, a, a good deal. Give him some money. Obviously, he's not going to come for, for free, um, but not a max deal. So what do you do with that leftover money? Now you go and you add that depth that you were just you were thinking about uh, adding a week ago. Guys like J.J. Redick, Jamal Crawford. Maybe you swindle Tobias Harris away from the 76ers, though. That would really be pushing it. If you got D'Angelo Russell and Tobias Harris, you're not getting those other two guys, those depth guys. But you get what I'm saying. You can really stack your team with dependable three-point shooters, scores off the bench, guys that can create for themselves, guys that um, can free the lane open for LeBron James, and even Anthony Davis, because Anthony Davis, he can really play at all three levels. He's not a bona fide sniper, but he can shoot the three-point ball. Um, you get guys like J.J. Redick, Jamal Crawford, guys off the bench that can shoot. Kyle Korver, or no, excuse me, not Kyle Korver, but you get shooters around LeBron James. It's the formula that they tried to break last year. It did not work. Use the formula. There's a reason why three-point shooting works in the NBA today. It's not just a LeBron thing. It's a basketball in 2019 thing. Everyone needs three-point shooters in 2019 and in the foreseeable future going into 2020 and beyond. You have to have three-point shooters. This is perfect for the Lakers. They can now use this depreciated market in their favor. And D'Angelo Russell, while he will have options, he's a good young player again, but not a stud. I wouldn't even put him in the top 10 maybe point guards in the league conversation just yet. Well, maybe that's not true. I don't know how many, how many point guards are there. Uh, Stephen, well, there's 30. But Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, Ky- Kyrie Irving, um, Russell Westbrook, right? I already said Kyrie Irving. Yeah, maybe he's a top 10 point guard. But again, top 10 in your position does not 
that doesn't translate well as far as grand scheme of the whole league. I know I'm forgetting point guards. I'm going off at the top of my head, but you get the point I'm trying to make. D'Angelo Russell's good. He's not a superstar uh, as of this moment, June 27, 2019. Um, he will have options, though. However, he, it's likely, in, in my estimation, it will likely come down to the Lakers, the Suns, and the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, the reason for those two teams being two of his best friends, being Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker, play for those two teams. So there is a kind of precedent for D'Angelo Russell wanting to go to those teams, play with his friends. Devin Booker has actually said, not Devin Booker personally, but Devin Booker's camp, and I hate that word, but that's what's, I mean, for lack of a better term, Devin Booker's camp, has said if the Suns miss on D'Angelo Russell or if they pass on D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker is gone. As soon as his contract is up, he will test the free agency markets and he is out of Phoenix. So not a lot of faith in the future for Phoenix. Even though I kind of like the core that they have, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Josh Jackson, uh, you take out the best player in in that equation if if you do not acquire D'Angelo Russell. So not much faith there. And even still, Think about this. D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker are really good friends. Um, if you go to the Lakers, Devin Booker's contract is going to be up around the time LeBron James's contract is going to be up. You might be able to team up with Devin Booker anyway in Los Angeles, so you might as well just go to L.A. in that sense because, I mean, it, we don't know what the Lakers' plan is or even what LeBron James's plan is uh, in the next year or two if he wants to re-sign with the Lakers. If the Lakers want to re-sign LeBron James at that point in that stage of his career, you might end up bringing Devin Booker onto the Lakers anyway. You'd have D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, Kyle Kuzma, and Anthony Davis on that squad. A very young, um, offensive-minded team. There's scores all around. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Now, here's the case for him going to Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. How good is Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell? Uh, a playoff team, sure. Are they contenders in the West? I would say no. What do you do with Andrew Wiggins? When do we? When is it time to move on from Andrew Wiggins? Have we had enough of him now? Because I certainly have. He, he's. I don't know what kind of player he is. I don't know what purpose he serves. Uh, Minnesota has to. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you do with Andrew Wiggins from this point. Minnesota not very intriguing. Oh, by the way, it's cold there. So I mean, you can't beat the Los Angeles Lakers, especially if, if you're considering it from this standpoint. The Lakers right now are already better than both of those teams. Period. Right now, if you put D'Angelo Russell on the Lakers, they're exponentially better than if you put D'Angelo Russell on either of those two teams. So as far as that standpoint, D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers makes a lot of sense, and you can add depth, as I mentioned before. Uh, with shooters and scores off of the bench. This morning was big news. It may not have seemed like a very big deal. Anthony Davis waving the $4 million, uh, Lakers moving the three young players, Jamario Jones, Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, all fun names to say, uh, to the Wizards freeing up that, made, that, that max slot. Don't fool yourself. I mean, just because they only have three players on the roster, they need to construct an entire team. They have options now. They now have the flexibility to kind of create their own path. It's not make a choice, a superstar, or depth. You can now do both. You can bring in D'Angelo Russell and add depth. Maybe you do go for that upper echelon tier. You bring in Kawhi Leonard, who has granted a meeting 
with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's one of the factor fraud segment or factor fraud stories we're going to talk about next. Since this morning, Anthony Davis waiving that $4 million, Kawhi Leonard has granted a meeting with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, for let's be fair, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Raptors. That's now a possibility. And we've heard for the past week that the Lakers internally, and this is part of, we're going to get into this, the Lakers internally believe they have a strong chance at signing Kawhi Leonard. So you feel, if you feel like you have a good chance and Kawhi Leonard grants you a meeting and you now have this max slot, you have to feel really good going into this next week if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, especially after this morning. So it was a, it was a big morning for the Lakers. It may not have seemed like a huge story, but it is. The Lakers now have plenty of options. They actually can get the best of both worlds. They don't have to choose one or the other. They can have their own Golden Corral buffet in Staples Center. So things are really looking up for the Lakers. What a statement that was. Things are looking up for the people in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a true statement. Water is wet. That is a uh, yeah hashtag analysis for you there. Um, so I guess let's go ahead and move on to now our fact or fraud as far as the NBA free agency is concerned. So here we go. I have some stories that have risen over the past week, or really less than a week. I'm telling you, every single day there's a new story out in the NBA. It, it, it changes so quickly, NBA free agency. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA that the most interesting part of the season is not the season. It's the summertime when free agency is going on when there's trades galore, there's trade rumors, free agency rumors. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA that the offseason is the most exciting part of the year. I guess you can look at it half empty, half full. It's a good thing in the sense that you're relevant year-round, and it's a bad thing in the sense that you want your season to be the most important time of the year. The NFL kind of has the opposite of that problem. During the NFL season, every Sunday is an event. I mean, you look forward, and again, it's a different sport. The schedule is constructed completely different, but... You look forward every single Sunday to that 10 o'clock, you know, that first game. You cannot wait. You set your fantasy lineup. You're watching all the pregame shows all week. It's an event. And during the offseason, nobody cares. I can't tell you how far I've, ro- I've rolled my eyes every time I've heard the phrase OTAs. The NFL offseason is utterly irrelevant. I mean, it's absolutely the worst offseason in all three major sports. Even MLB, you have the winter meetings. You have a lot of free agency movement. They call it the hot stove in, in the MLB. There's a lot of movement in the offseason. The NFL has absolutely zero. The NBA, I would say, has the most storylines. Like, it's the most exciting offseason in the three major sports. So it's a kind of half full, half empty. It's, it depends on how you look at it. In this sense, I, I do think it is a good thing because it is relevant. All these stories are relevant. They're exciting. They're fun to talk about. And they get you excited for the incoming regular season. So we're going to talk about the stories that have come up in the past few days. Most of them, I would say, are fake. I would say most of these are baloney and they're, they, they don't mean anything. Um, but they are relevant news stories. I'm going to tell you, see, okay, here's the thing. All these reporters don't know what's going to happen. They're telling you what's happening or what has happened, E-D. So this is what they've been told, and they're just relaying it to us. This isn't what's going to happen. This is what has happened already and what we know. And from the information that I've been given, I am going to tell you if these are true, 
If these are relevant stories and they're probably going to be, uh, come to fruition or if these stories are ridiculous and they're an utter waste of our time. And most of these are. I'm not going to lie. Looking at most of these, they're, most of them are, are just complete waste of time. So uh, with that, let's get right into it. Number one, and this is the one that really makes me upset. There is a, quote, excellent chance Clay Thompson takes a meeting with the Clippers if they do not offer a five-year deal for Clay Thompson at the beginning of free agency, they being the Golden State Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most fraud story we're going to have today. This is absolute this means literally nothing. It is absolutely a waste of all of our times and quite frankly an insult to all of our intelligence because this means nothing. There's a good or excuse me an excellent chance that Klay Thompson grants a meeting to the Clippers if the Warriors do not give him a max contract. Klay Thompson is not going anywhere. I promise you. Klay Thompson is not going anywhere because it's likely that Kevin Durant leaves, right? And the Warriors are already preparing for a sign-in trade with the Brooklyn Nets. Psychic Steve was on that like three months ago, but yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. They're not letting KD and Klay Thompson leave in the same summer. It's not happening. I promise you, by the second the clock goes from 5.59 Eastern to 6 o'clock Eastern, the Warriors are going to have a max contract on the table for Klay Thompson He's not going anywhere. This means nothing. The Clippers, I don't even know who leaked the story and why. Maybe it was a Clay, Thompson, Clay Thompson's camp. I hate that word. Leaked it to kind of really try to drive home to the Warriors. Like, I need a max deal. I'm not taking a hometown discount. If that was the case, good on Clay Thompson. We love Clay Thompson here at the Crowd Noise Podcast. But this means nothing. He's not going anywhere. So there's the, this is a fraud. Put the stamp on it. This is an absolute fraud story. It means nothing. Don't even... If you're a Warriors fan, do not even flinch at this report. Nothing is, hap- nothing is happening to Klay Thompson. He's not going anywhere except for San Francisco. Next story. Oh, here's a good one. A Kawhi story. Here we go. Uh, Kawhi grants the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors meeting for free agents. Meetings uh, at the beginning of free agency. The Raptors will go last amongst those three teams. And that's the best place to be. You really want... Um, you want to go last. You want to make the last impression. This is the only time where a first impression really does not count because you want to be the last team in a player's mind. We always remember the last thing best, right? I say that a lot on the Crowd Noise podcast. You always remember the last thing best. So it's a smart and good on Kawhi. It shows that he's kind of leaning towards Toronto. He's giving them a, really, a puncher's chance on re-signing him by giving them the last meeting. Uh, so they actually... And all this stuff leaks, especially the other two teams being in L.A., we're we're gonna essentially we're gonna be at those meetings as well because we're gonna know exactly what is said in those meetings, what Kawhi feels about those meetings. So Toronto will have an opportunity to counter both the LA teams' uh, meetings. Now, is this story a fact or a fraud? It is a fact in the sense that it is actually going to happen. Kawhi will take meetings with these with these three teams, but I am deeming it a fraud because this story is irrelevant. And mostly a waste of our time. It is not as it is not as bad as the Clay Thompson story because he is taking meetings with these three teams, and it will be interesting to see how these meetings go down. He's resigning with the Raptors, and again, Psychic Steve was on this one a few months in advance. 
The Clippers, I would say, are irrelevant. They have a puncher's chance against the Raptors. It's going to come down to the Raptors and the Clippers. And at that point, I would say Kawhi should lean towards the Raptors. And it looks like he is based on the order in which these teams are granted meetings. He is not going to the Lakers, okay? I'm telling you right now, Kawhi Leonard is not going to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's absolutely not happening. He didn't want to go to the Lakers, and it, it's not just this year. It's not just because of the Magic Johnson thing, the dysfunction in the front office. Kawhi Leonard never wanted to go to the Lakers, like, ladies and gentlemen. Never. When he was in San Antonio and he wanted to get traded to L.A., he never specified, I want to go to the Lakers like Paul George did, and even he decided thanks, but no thanks eventually. And Anthony Davis who said, I want to go to the Lakers. Kawhi just said, I want to go to L.A., and we heard rumors from inside his camp hate that word that he want, preferred the Clippers because he did not want to play second fiddle to LeBron James. Why now would he want to be second fiddle to LeBron James and potentially third fiddle to Anthony Davis? Now, Kawhi Leonard, has st- his stock has risen based off of his legendary playoff postseason run, but I don't, he doesn't come off as someone who wants to be a cog in a super team. He's not going to the Lakers. He didn't want to go to the Lakers over a year ago when he was with San Antonio and he requested a trade. It wasn't happening then. It's not happening now. It comes down to the Clippers, excuse me, and the Lake, excuse me, twice, um, and the Raptors. It comes down to the Clippers and the Raptors. I believe in my heart of hearts that he will re-sign with the Raptors. It looks like they will retain the core of their team. Marcus Gasol has already opted into his contract. Kyle Lowry is under contract. Pascal Siakam will be back next year. So they will have more than a good chance to repeat as uh, NBA Finals champs, even with everything the Lakers are doing, even with the teams potentially getting better uh, in Milwaukee, in Philadelphia, in the East. I'd still have, I'd like the Raptors' chances to repeat next season. This story is a fraud. I think he will resign. But it will be, I'll tell you what, it will be worth our time to read into what the, how the meetings go. Because depending on how well the Lakers meeting goes with Kawhi, they're not getting it, but depending on how well the meeting goes, could attract other free agents. You know, because all these, I mean, I'm telling you, all these stories are going to leak, especially being in Los Angeles, one of the biggest media hubs in planet Earth. We're going to know exactly how that meeting goes. And if it comes out like it did last year or two years ago that the Paul George meeting was kind of cringy, I guess, for lack of a better word. Players are going to be really turned off by L.A. If the meeting goes well and Kawhi's interested but says, I'd rather stay in Toronto, that makes the Lakers look a lot better in the ensuing week. So it will be very interesting to see the story, but I would say he's going to resign with the Toronto Raptors. Next story. That was a really aggressive. Next story. That was really aggressive the way I said it because I'm, I'm really – these stories make – I don't like having to give these stories light because they, they're, they're irrelevant. But I do have to shed some light on them because if I don't, then everyone, you're only going to hear about how these stories are real. And I am here to tell you they are not. I am the truthist. That's what, I'm, that's what I just named myself. Next story. Let's get out of here. Um, the Nets emerge as a frontrunner to sign Kevin Durant. This is a fact. This is very real. And again, I have been on the Brooklyn Nets free agency hype train for months now. It, the Brooklyn Nets are the premier. And I would say even over the Lakers still at this point, with the Lakers having the max slot, with the Lakers having Anthony Davis, I would say still the Brooklyn Nets have to be the destination. They have to be the best place to be for all free agents. 
Um, it's not the case. You don't hear uh, Kawhi is not taking any meetings with Brooklyn. Jimmy Butler at this point is, has not shown any interest in Brooklyn. Um, Kemba Walker didn't. Well, I guess because Kyrie and the Nets were were tied together, so it really made no sense for Kemba Walker to to even entertain going to the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, the Nets are a good team. I've said this before many, many times. The Knicks are not. They're only a good team if all these guys come together. And then, then of course, they're going to be a better team because you acquire Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, not Zion Williamson. You know, like, they'd have to build. They would, The Knicks would only be good if they got all these guys. The Nets are already a pretty solid team in the same market. They're in the biggest market in the country, being New York. Right, you play in a brand new stadium or excuse arena. I guess it doesn't matter. Stadium, arena, it's the same thing. You get what I'm saying. You play in beautiful Barclays Center, right in Brooklyn, New York. Play for the Nets. Play in what is perceived as the more comfortable Eastern Conference, which I don't think is necessarily true, but you know that's the perception of the league right now. So I mean that goes in favor of the Nets. They can use that in the free agency pitches. Um, the market for Kevin Durant will still be competitive because right? he's Kevin Durant coming off of an Achilles tear or not. He is Kevin Durant. You know his name. But it's not going to be all 30 teams in the league, I would assume. Uh, it's still going to be competitive for the Nets, but it seems like the wise guys in Vegas, in the desert, they know, they know what they're talking about. And for the Nets to emerge as the betting favorites to sign Kevin Durant leads me to, to believe this is absolutely true. And... We Kyrie Irving is, is all but gone in Boston. It's over. He's leaving. I would love to see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. I feel like Brooklyn is only a wing player away from being a contender in the East. If they re-signed D'Angelo Russell and brought in Jimmy Butler, I would really respect the Nets, even in that scenario. You're talking about two downgrades from Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant being D'Angelo Russell and Jimmy Butler and even still they would be very respectable in the East I would love I'm I'm all in on the Nets Um, they'll have to wait they will have to wait a year for that team to come to fruition because Kevin Durant obviously missing all of next year um, not even up for debate he's not going to be he's not playing next year Um, but you take your chances if you can sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the same offseason you take those chances even if You'd have to wait a full season for that to even see what Kevin Durant's going to look like. I take my chances. This is very real. This is a fact. I think Kevin Durant... I think Kevin Durant should stay with the Warriors, honestly. That's what he should do. But if he's going to leave, the best destination for him are the Brooklyn Nets. They're only missing that superstar wing player. Kevin Durant certainly fits that bill. This is a fact. Kevin Durant to the Nets. And Kyrie Irving as well. And when it does happen... This is going to be the, one of the most toxic podcasts uh, across the entire internet because I'm going to gas myself up like you have never heard before. I cannot wait. And if Kawhi Leonard resigns with the Raptors, oh my goodness, the psychic is heating up for the summer. It's going to be it's going to be a tough summer until like the season starts. I'm not going to let anyone forget that I was on these I was on these trains months in advance. And if neither of them happens. I will cancel the show entirely, and there will never be another Crowd Noise episode ever again. So, there, I mean, either way, you have something to look forward to. Um, last one. Is it our last one? No, it is not. We have two more. Kemba Walker likely signing with the Boston Celtics. This is a fact. Absolutely. It, it, it makes too much sense. And I, I don't understand completely why he would not be interested in, in the Lakers at all. Uh, I said last week, if... This seems like a sure thing. If the Lakers want Kemba Walker, it's it's all but a done deal. 
and how quickly things change over the course of a week, he's going to the Celtics. It's, it's come out that it's already guaranteed. As if, Ky- if something completely unforeseen and Kyrie Irving completely changes his mind and says, I want to resign, outside of that, Kemba Walker is going to the Celtics. And it makes too much sense. They obviously need a point guard now. Terry Rozier, good player, wants to be a starter in the league, said, I'm not coming back to be a bench player. So if Kyrie Irving had left, which he is, absolutely, I mean, he's leaving. Um, and the Celtics could not lure Kemba Walker or D'Angelo Russell. It made a little bit of sense to bring back Gary Terry. He had a really great postseason two years ago. Um, but Kemba Walker, obviously, a upgrade from Terry Rozier. This is absolutely true. Um, you can bank on And this one's kind of cheating a little bit because it's not even a rumor. It's like it's happening. Like it, it, There's no way around it. Um, I like this better than I like Kemba to Dallas. Now, here's why. Love me some Luka Doncic. That guy, uh, he's so much fun to watch. Ball don't lie, baby. So much, I mean, Luka Doncic, is, is, he's fantastic. Part of a really good rookie class in the NBA. Um, I like him so much better with the ball in his hands. Now, he is 6'8". He's a big guy. He can play that point forward position. You can move him to shooting guard, small forward, point guard. He played mostly point guard this past season uh, for Dallas. I think you take away a little bit of production from... Uh, Luka Doncic bringing in also forget Kristaps Porzingis didn't even play last year you take a little bit of production away from Luka Doncic with Kristaps and you take a little bit more production away from uh, Luka bringing in Kemba Walker um, he will absolutely be the point guard no way around that so you put Luka Doncic being your small forward can he guard the small forwards in the Western Conference LeBron James I mean I was going to bring up Kemba Durant but um, obviously, he's he's out for the year. Can he guard Paul George, James Harden, guys like that? Uh, defensively is where I have my biggest questions about Luka Doncic, and that's where things really start to fall off the rails for me. Um, could it work? Sure. I mean, I'd say I'm not saying Kemba Walker is a toxic player and he doesn't work well with others, but I I don't love that fit. I like the fit in Boston because they do need a point guard, right? They already have the forwards Tatum, Brown, uh, not Horford, Hayward. Um, they, they need that, that premier ball handler. And it's, they had it in Kyrie Irving, but the fit was not right. And I do think because Kemba Walker is a very positive locker room uh, influence, he will work well in Boston as far as the chemistry there too. He would work as far as the chemistry in Dallas as well, but from a basketball standpoint, I don't love it in Dallas. Um, I think it makes more sense for him to go to Boston. I think it makes more sense for him to go to LA, really, but... I don't hate him going to the Celtics. It makes sense, and it, it's it's all but it's all but over. He just, he just needs to sign the paper. So that's done. That is a fact. Now here we come. Uh, here we go. Our last fact or fraud, right? Is that what we're calling it? I forgot already. Jimmy Butler and just, he's tied to like every single team. Jimmy Butler and Kawhi going to the Clippers, and Jimmy Butler going to the Rockets with James Harden. Uh, and I said this a few months ago as well. Jimmy Butler is the biggest wild card in this free agency class because nobody knows what Jimmy Butler wants. Jimmy Butler does not know what Jimmy Butler wants. Jimmy Butler just wants a max contract, which plenty of teams can offer him. Where does he want to play? We have no idea. I feel like Kawhi is going to the Raptors, though I, though I don't think it is outrageous to assume he would play for the Clippers. To assume that he would play on the Clippers with Jimmy Butler, would Jimmy Butler take that back seat 
to Kawhi Leonard, which he'd absolutely have to do. Kawhi Leonard, obviously the superior player to to Jimmy Butler. Um, same scenario in Houston. He'd be the second the second banana, the second fiddle, right? Is that second banana? Did I just did I just make that up entirely? I'm not sure. Uh, drop a F in the chat if I just completely made that up. He'd be second fiddle to James Harden, absolutely, and then. Maybe even Chris Paul, though, he'd probably get moved in if they were able to sign Jimmy Butler. They'd probably find a way to ship out Chris Paul for anything at, at all costs. And even still, as toxic as Houston's locker room is right now, what makes you think that Jimmy Butler is the solution to your locker room problems? If you have locker room issues, the last player, or actually the second to last player in the NBA to sign is Jimmy Butler. The first last or the actual last player is Draymond Green. So no, absolutely not. This is completely fraud. I don't like either of these scenarios. I don't like it in in LA. I feel like he would clash with Kawhi Leonard. He would find a way to make Kawhi Leonard uncomfortable. As, As inaudible as Kawhi Leonard is, he would find a way to disrupt that chemistry and he would destroy the entire Houston Rockets franchise this is a death sentence if you're the houston rockets to bring in jimmy butler this is stupid jimmy butler's gonna re-sign with the philadelphia 76ers it fits even with joel Embiid there being the face of the franchise you could make a legit argument jimmy butler is the best player on that team you could really make a solid argument especially because of availability jimmy uh joel Embiid's not around enough for you to definitively say he is the best player on this team it's close. I mean, I'm not saying Jimmy Butler's better than Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid's a scrub. Not even almost what I'm saying. But I do think there's an argument to say that Jim's... Jim's... I got caught in between saying James Butler and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the best basketball player on the Philadelphia 76ers. While Joel Embiid is the face of that franchise. You know, coined the process, all that stuff. He's the face. Much like how Stephen Curry is the face of the Warriors, Kevin Durant's the best player on the team. This would be a very similar situation to that. So you'd be really the number one feature player on offense if you're Jimmy Butler playing in Philly. I don't know why. And they've already said, Philly has said, we are going to offer Jimmy Butler the max. We are going to offer Tobias Harris the max. They're not going to penny pinch. So I don't, and especially that environment, Philadelphia, really raw, rugged town, blue collar. Jimmy Butler fits perfect in that environment. I don't see why he would leave. I don't see why he will leave. This is absolutely uh, a fraud story. So there you go. Those are our fact or fraud NBA free agency rumors. Um, Now, let's close it out real strong, ladies and gentlemen. I think we've had a pretty good show. What do you think? I think this has been pretty solid. Let's finish it out even stronger in the quote of the week. Here we go. Quote of the week. We finish out every single episode with the best quote that I saw from the previous week. We put it at the end of the show, and we call it the quote of the week. It's very intuitive, very efficient. So here's what, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the quote, and we're going to do the quote of the week. Here we go. Quote, and this one came this morning, actually. It's very, one of the, um, not rare, I guess you could say. It actually happens quite often. I, the best quote of the week comes on Thursday morning, like the day of the show. And I kind of like when that happens because it's fresh. I don't like getting a quote from like Friday or Saturday. Because then I have to wait until the next Thursday. And by that time, you've already heard it. Nobody cares at that point. So I like getting the stuff from the very day. So here we go. Quote, could be making a return this coming year until forever. LeBron James on, and this is actually pretty interesting. The chalk toss. 
the legendary, you know, pregame powders up his hands for the great. A lot of players use chalk. I don't even know if they use them anymore. Really, it's kind of an old school thing. But LeBron James famous became famous uh, early in his career at Cleveland Part One. And I don't even know why I'm explaining that. You know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to go through it anyway. Dousing his hands in chalk, kind of rubbing it around, and then he throws it up into the air. Miraculous. It just looks phenomenal. It looks fantastic. Um, and that became part of the witness culture. Um, the Cle- that became part of the Cleveland identity. LeBron. That's really when LeBron James kind of made his, uh, got a lot of attention. I mean, obviously he's a great basketball player, but you know, sometimes you get attention for things that have nothing to do with basketball. It became really popular. Synonymous with LeBron James and his brand, the chalk toss pregame, and it, the whole arena, Quicken Loans Arena, when he would do it, the entire arena would throw up chalk. Well, not no, not not chalk because everyone would die at that point if everyone in the arena threw up chalk. I think the fans threw up like confetti and stuff, and then he did the chalk for like safety reasons. But it was it looked awesome. It looked so cool. Uh, I remember being a kid, um, very young, and I was LeBron James fan because of this because of that reason. Again, I was young, so I wasn't really watching basketball for basketball. Um, I love the chalk toss from tons of fun. Um, we were all witnesses. Those shirts were fantastic. You had the LeBron, um, not even really poster. What could you call it? I guess the, my mind is drawing a blank here for the word. They had in the whole building in downtown Cleveland or whatever, which is we're all witnesses, and it had LeBron like with his arms out, like, like caressing the city of Cleveland or whatever. That whole LeBron era, that was like, for me, that was like peak LeBron um, fandom, for me personally. Um, that's when I felt most... What's the word I'm trying to use here? I guess inclined or most attached to LeBron. That era, or like 2003, 2007 LeBron, the chalk toss. The, you know, we're all witnesses that Nike campaign. The, the Nike puppets, remember those? The Kobe and the LeBron. But those, that was like the golden age of basketball for me. I loved it. Uh, fantastic. That's when I was the, probably, at that point in my life, the biggest fan of LeBron that I was going to become. And I don't hate LeBron. I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm just not a LeBron Stan, I guess you could say, because I'm not, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who travels teams and stuff like that. But anyway, says he's bringing it back next year. I love this on the grandest stage in basketball. The Lakers, with all the hype that's surrounding the Lakers acquiring Anthony Davis, you have these title expectations. Um, I think this is fantastic. I can't wait. I cannot wait for Game One of the NBA season. Watching TV, the camera pans. You see everyone in purple and gold in the Staples Center. And whoosh, just a thunderous cloud of chalk erupts over the Staples Center, caressing, I mean, falling down like angel dust from the rafters of retired Lakers of yore. I can't wait. It is showtime. I cannot wait. And here's this. And this is the kind of thing that I don't want to, this is a fun story, but I have to kind of dampen it a little bit because this is the Crowd Noise Podcast. We can never have too much fun for too long. He's giving away his number to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wears 23. Obviously, LeBron James is known for 23. He is gifting his number to Anthony Davis, so Anthony Davis does not have to change his number. A good move as a teammate. This is a really solid, like, man, good on you. What a solid dude. That's that kind of move. But me as a basketball fan, I don't like this. I don't hate it. This isn't something where I'm going to go on a rant and this is stupid. I hate this. It's nothing like that. I just don't like it because LeBron is 23. Come on, King James 23. He's got to wear 23. Michael Jordan is 23. Kobe is, well, he's got two numbers. That's not fair. Magic is 32. Kareem is 33. These legends, I want them to have their numbers. 
Anthony Davis, I see this as an opportunity for him to make a new number. And here's what I was thinking uh, originally, but it, it's dead now. Magic War 32, Kareem War 33, Shaq War 34, Anthony Davis should wear 35, the next in line. Now, I know Kobe didn't follow that either because he was 8 and 24, but I mean, just, there's that obvious, there's that pattern, obviously, there's that pattern. In the Lakers, three Laker legends in a row. Why not Anthony Davis take number 35? That's dead now. That's not happening. Um, now what remains to be seen is what number will LeBron James wear? Uh, many people, and this isn't even really news. It's kind of just just a fun little segment to close out the show. Um, many people are speculating that LeBron will wear number six, which is what he wore in Miami when he left Cleveland the first time. I kind of don't like that because the Lakers are not the Miami Heat. I would like to see him come up with a brand new number. That would be like, yeah, invent a new number on the number line. No, I'd like to see him with a number that he hasn't worn before because he does wear six in the Olympics. He wears number six with his practice jersey. I'd like to see him wear something completely bananas because it's already going to be strange to see LeBron James without number 23. I'd like to see him with like number 72 or something or 58, like just like the worst basketball number ever. I would love to, that. That because it's already going to be awkward seeing him in a brand new number. Everyone who bought LeBron jerseys last year, you got to tape over the James part and put Davis now. Like, your jerseys are already expired. I would like to see him just wear something completely bonkers, like 99 or something like that. Who cares at that point? Um, good as a teammate, for me personally as a basketball fan, I kind of, I, I don't like it. I'd like to see Anthony Davis change his number more than LeBron James. But, I mean, it's, it's not a huge deal. I mean, it's actually really a good move as a teammate. Um, I don't hate the move. I would just prefer to see LeBron James keep the number that he is synonymous with so um but we do get the especially with the chalk toss coming back there's no reason why lebron should not be wearing 23 because that's like i said that was like prime lebron territory like 2003 to 2007 8 when the chalk toss 23 we are all witnesses that i mean it would have made too much sense for him to be 23 throw the chalk in the air bring the headband back oh my goodness and it kind of it dampens it dampens it a little bit does not ruin it by any stretch but i would like to see him do the chalk toss with number 23 maybe they can do a pre-game jersey swap anthony davis will say here one last time 23 throw the chalk in the air and then give me my jersey back we got a game to play so that would be pretty fun to see actually um that brings us to the end of this week's episode um if you're listening on apple make sure you follow and subscribe and if you're subscribe on apple and if you're on anchor make sure you follow that's what it is uh, make sure you share with your friends, your family, your coworkers, or uh, a homeless man that you cross by on the street. I'm sure he'd, he's got plenty of time on his hands. He can listen to the Crowd Noise podcast. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you share the show. It's greatly appreciated that you've made it this far and you're listening to the show. Just you. I, I, just, I don't want that to go unnoticed, how valuable and how meaningful all of you are to me. But I just want more people because the more the merrier, right? Isn't that the phrase? We want more people to this family because we want to spread the love. I don't know. I'm done. So thanks for listening this week. Uh, We're going to have an episode next week, so don't even worry about that. Especially, we have to have an episode next week. Free agency starts on Sunday. We're not skipping next week because there's going to be people signing within the first week, so there will definitely be a 4th of July spectacular um, and then I will ha- after that, I will have to shield my dogs from the ungodly terror of firework explosions. So I'll have a busy week next week. Until then, 
enjoy your weekend. There's no game. I usually say enjoy the games. There's no games on. We're in that kind of limbo period where there's no really no nothing going uh, nothing going on other than regular season baseball. Well, there's that. There's um, Yankees and the Red Sox. They have a London series uh, Saturday and Sunday, so you can watch that. Um, other than that, I don't know what else is on TV. I, on Thursdays tonight is uh, Holy Moly. Stephen Curry has that uh, that that mini golf show. I will probably watch that. So there's that to watch. Um, Tuesdays is MasterChef and Ink Master. So in, don't enjoy the games. Well, do enjoy the if you decide to watch the London series. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your TV. And enjoy the sunshine. And I will talk to you next Thursday.